Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, June 10th. I almost forgot what day it is. I almost forgot what time it is. Uh, taking nine days off seems to have done uh, some crazy things to my brain. But we're glad to have you. We actually have a big show. There's a lot to get to tonight. Uh, we want to make sure that we get you updated on all the stuff that basically we missed when we were off for a little bit. Uh, we have some San Jose game stuff. We have the Derek Williams stuff we need to talk about. Uh, Sega Kulabale had his first uh, 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 press conference media interview, that type of thing, uh, that was a lot of fun as well. So we're going to get through all of this whenever we get to... Uh, you know, for on tonight's show to help me do all that. Uh, he's back. We're glad to have him back. It's always great to have Mr. Larry Morgan in the studio. Larry, how's it going, buddy? Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me back. I may be the latest in the cast of hundreds of thousands to welcome you back from your vacation. <laughs> and can you and can you recap your vacation in 30 words or less? In 30 words or less. Um, yes. uh, you know what? It was relaxing. It was exhausting. It was a good break. Uh, the kids behaved for the most part, and uh, I got to visit Maryland and North Carolina. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, got to see some family, got to got to feel almost almost normal. Maryland and North Carolina are very open, so uh, there was there wasn't a lot of requirements to do a lot of stuff, which is interesting and a little scary, and also uh, was nice. So, and yeah. did you run into any of those uh, little insects that have suddenly started coming out of the ground after 17 years? Those cicadas. Yeah. Did you see any of those things? Those are nasty little buggers. Yeah, I was. You know, I did not. Uh, I think we okay. missed them just barely. You're so, lucky. So whenever we were in Maryland, it was cold and rainy. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And then um, when we were in North Carolina, apparently they hadn't started emerging. Um, down there, um, a little bit further yeah. in the south, but uh, yeah. yeah. Every seventeen years, every seventeen years, they just they just run all over the place, and they are loud, and they are nasty little things. Well, uh, yeah, and they're quite ugly. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess they could say the same about this podcast too, um, especially tonight. So, uh, yeah, yeah, That's right. we're, we're hanging in there. How about how have you been doing, Larry? Good, uh, good. You know, like people may be wondering what this bandage is on my chin. I had a little about, uh, had a biopsy done today, a little about a skin cancer, nothing to be alarmed about. I've had plenty of these. Uh, something to look forward to as you get older, Josh, that uh, <laughs> you'll probably have some skin problems like I have. My skin has been heavily sun damaged, but uh, no major concern. I'll probably have it removed in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, that's, other than that, I've been fine, feeling good, fully vaccinated, you know, 
just playing it safe as always. So, you know, everything's going okay. That's, that's I just, and it seems like the Galaxy's last played about six months ago. Yeah, 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 yes, and it, it feels it really that does. way. It, it, it does. Really does. It, it feels like it was a long time ago. No, um, yeah, so there's no truth to the rumor that it was uh, Greg Vanny who who threw an elbow at you, perhaps. No, uh, no, no, he, no, no. As far as I know, no, it was not him. Okay, thank, okay. thank uh, Although actually, he hasn't seen me yet in person, so. Thank, thank goodness. He probably will once he does see me. So that that's yeah. that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, before we get too deep into this, uh, one of the guys who's not here, you're filling in for the hammer tonight. Uh, it is his birthday. I don't think yes. that's I don't think that's the reason he didn't want to come on the show tonight. He's actually off for about the next three weeks. I have some good guests lined up for you, so you guys will be good. Sophie will be coming back. I also have a very good surprise nice. guest uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So nice. um, yeah, so so we got that. But happy birthday, Hammer! I, happy I, birthday, Hammer! He's turning. Yep. He's turning. Uh, uh, 73 is what I heard. That's what it looks like anyway. I thought I just, it was 71. Okay, but, you, it, know. you could be right. You Maybe you yeah. know him better. You talked to him already. We'll today. ask him. Although, yeah. you know, with, you know with, with the gray hair he has now, you know, probably, uh, probably pretty close to 70, 71. So. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we have that. My birthday is coming up in July. Your birthday is coming up in August. I mean... August. There's a lot of We won't CMG say how birthdays. old I'm going to be. No, 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 no. I already, I let it out a little bit. Um, I know. I, I, I know, know people are going to be like, hey, you guys are like 17 minutes into the podcast. You haven't talked to Galaxy yet. Uh, I am, <laughs> I, I'm turning 40 uh, in at the end of July, July 23rd. Um, and I'm thinking about throwing a 40th birthday party at a brewery where we had done a live show and having a live podcast, a live Corner of the Galaxy podcast slash Josh's 40th birthday. I don't and they loved us there the last time we did that show. It was a it was a big hit and they really appreciated the business and it went off extremely well. We'll see if we maybe we can put something together. There's a lot of games in July, so I'm I'm a little hesitant to do it in July because we sort of need a little bit of a, a day where everybody can travel down and come to Orange County because everybody's already like, I don't want to I don't yeah. want to do that. So uh anyway. Uh, that's where we're, uh, that's where we're at. That's nice little stuff that we wanted to get to. The other thing is that, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, there's a good chance that Larry will be single tracked at one point, uh, during, during this, because we still haven't figured out why, but for whatever reason, he, all of his audio always seems to come in one channel. We can fix it on some things. We can't fix it on other things. So if that happens, you can say it in the chat room, but I already know. So, well, I do have a singular type of personality anyway. So that's, you know, it's to be expected. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad I was going to say, whatever that means, I I was going to say that, uh, that you're just, I I thought you were single. I'm still surprised that you're going to be married for 40 years. Uh, you know, yeah. So you, you guys got married the year I was born. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> and our grandson is nine months old. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations. I should. And as we continue to stay away from galaxy stuff here as we're going, I promise there's something. Uh, my sister actually uh, just had uh, her baby last night. So a little baby girl, all healthy. Uncle Josh. Uh, yeah, again. So uh, yeah. Wow. So so uh, a little niece. Uh, I had a nephew. Nice. Uh, she had she had uh, my nephew. Uh, about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I guess. And so now uh, a little baby girl. Um, so Claire, Claire, Claire is with us. So that was all fun. So there we go. That's what we got. Um, I think we're up and ready to go. We are absolutely 100% ready to talk about the LA Galaxy. So let's tell you a little bit about something that's not 100% LA Galaxy. Let's talk about the pop-up that's coming. The blue, white, and gold pop-up is happening on Saturday, June 12th. There are some amazing, an amazing vendors that are coming out that are your independent galaxy producers of content of products of all these amazing things um you know one two threads is going to be there counter cult um noventa six sad girl sisters crafty nurse uh z pot lady 
Minute 90, Cali Classico Company, uh, Beanies by Bay, G- uh, Gadino Art. There's there's so many. Louis Vela Art. Um, so there is going to be so many amazing things, not to mention the Galaxy Outlaws, Angel City Brigade, LA Riot Squad, Galaxians. Uh, AFTRA is going to be there. Um, so Da Vinci Ice Cream, which, by the way, is a huge supporter of LA Galaxy and things. So um, I wanted to give everybody a heads up that that's coming up on Saturday. I'm going to try to make it out there. I may have to grab a whole bunch of uh, children with me and and take them with me. But if I have to, I will. Uh, the address is 3016 Winter Street in Los Angeles. Uh, so you're going to want to look at that. That goes from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m get out and support these people i cannot tell you how important it is to help these people continue to do what you love seeing them to do and by the way independent galaxy stuff larry we talk about independent galaxy stuff i'm wearing a t-shirt that is independent galaxy related and i love stuff that hints at the galaxy but doesn't say galaxy Right. And so that's like my my whole I really enjoy that. So anyway, the, the pop up is happening on Saturday. I I'm going to do my best to make it. I can't guarantee it. I have heard a rumor, Larry, that perhaps Eric is going to show up, too. Um, so I just wanted to say now I just had I just had one question about all, all these vendors that uh, that you mentioned now are these vendors or are these bands? It sounds like there's going to be an outdoor concert. These are all well, bands that are going to be playing. I mean, they should be bands. They sound like bands. They, I was going to say that it's not bad. I mean, there could be yeah. some punk rock bands yeah. there as well. Okay. But um, but okay. yes, um, they, they are not, vendors. If there are punk punk rock bands, I will not go into into the mosh pit. No, sir. Okay, no, that's, sir. that's good. Let's get to a, a little bit of LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes, only because I did not get to say, <laughs> I did not get to watch this game. I got to watch highlights. I was traveling that day. Funny enough, I drove Larry by... Uh, D.C. United Stadium, whenever I landed in Washington, D.C., drove by the D.C. United Stadium and the National Stadium because they're right basically down in the same area. And they were both. Oh, they're gorgeous. They're they're absolutely gorgeous. And they were both getting ready for games because it was Saturday and stuff like that. So, Larry, uh, you you couldn't have walked into the entrance of D.C. United Stadium, say that you were with Corner of the Galaxy and they wouldn't have let you in. I mean, they would have. I just had yeah. I had children. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who I am. As I, as I tell my uh, as as I tell my ten year old, uh, I'm huge in Colorado. I, I keep telling uh, telling her all the time. I'm like I'm huge in Colorado. I'm huge in Colorado. So uh, I don't I don't know that 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 holds true. But maybe I'm huge in Washington D.C. too. So we'll see how that goes. Um. All right. So tell me, Larry, about this game, uh, this San Jose game. The LA Galaxy end up winning one nothing. It's on an own goal. Uh, they squandered a lot of chances in the first half. But what did you see? You were there covering it for us. My my initial impression of that game was it could have been so much more. They won 1-0, but at halftime it could have easily been 2 or 3 nothing. The Galaxy was simply was unlucky. Um, I thought Kevin Gabral looked very good. Sam, Samuel Grancer looked good, especially his effort on the uh, winning goal that turned into an own goal. But clearly the man of the match was Jonathan Bond. Uh, 12 saves, second all-time in franchise history behind the 14 turned in by David Bingham against the same earthquakes a couple of years ago. Um, but my overall impression was the Galaxy could have won this going away. They, they, they just squandered numerous chances, but at the same time, second clean sheet in a row at home, you can't go wrong with that. And I'm starting to feel about Jonathan Bond the same way I did about Donovan Ricketts when he joined the Galaxy in 2009. He had a he, he had an immediate impact on his team, which reached the MLS Cup final that year, where they lost to Real Salt Lake in the final on PKs. Uh, Jonathan Bond is having the same impact on this team, and if he if he keeps going like this, 
I think he's going to get serious talk about being the team's most valuable player. I know Chicharito is having a hell of a year so so far, but Bond certainly would be would have to be included in that discussion as for the team MVP. You know, but we'll see what happens. Now, if Chicharito winds up scoring 60 goals, hell, I mean, come on. Yeah. But Jonathan Bond right now is really having a tremendous impact, not only on the defense, but on the team, on the team overall. They clearly have a lot of confidence in this guy. I will say that uh, as of right now, it seems – you know, this is from a, a guy who is who is. I, I will say, people always accuse me of being slanted towards the galaxy, and I think in some ways I am. It's who I watch and who I cover, so it's really sure. hard for me not to, to try it. But looking at the rest of the league, I would say that that Jonathan Bond is the current front runner, runner for goalkeeper of the year. Um, no doubt, he might be a newcomer of the year. You know how they have a newcomer. No doubt, he might yes. win that award. Yes. Um, yes, I could see him. I, I agree if he keeps up the way it is. And and let's be honest, Chicharito hasn't scored in the last two games, right? So that's something to keep watching. But if you look at what Jonathan Bond is doing is he is making the LA Galaxy who have been losing the the XG, the expected goals race in a bunch of their games, Larry. And I will caution everybody that in, I believe, 2019, whenever the LA Galaxy had a faster start than they did right now, uh, that was also the case in some of the earlier games. And we saw how that eventually plays out, right? So keep that in mind as you're watching all this. Um, I feel different, but uh, I feel it's different, but just keep that in mind. Um, he's keeping the LA Galaxy in this. I mean, they're 5-2-0, yes. Larry, through their first seven games. They have the second best points per game uh, total in Major League Soccer, only behind Seattle, who's played an extra game. Um, they I, I, clearly have somebody back there who they can really depend on. Yeah, uh, it is. By the way, it's funny. Uh, it looks like David Bingham is in Portland now. Um, he just arrived there. He was. He was. If you follow him on his Instagram stories, he was. He was going those stories. Is he visiting a relative up there or something? It, is that why he's in Portland? It or? doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's okay. there. It seems like okay. he's he's there to stay. So, um, interesting little turn of events there. I don't know which team. I would imagine it's the Portland Timbers. I imagine it's a professional soccer team, but that doesn't mean that it is. It's very very interesting. Um, he, might I be coach, he might be the coach of a high school team up there now. I don't know. I mean, he's out of work, so. I and and to be honest, it could be official by now. I haven't I haven't really been paying attention that much, but I know that he's in Portland. Um, okay. And and he's up there uh, uh, doing stuff. So interesting little side note there that he wasn't picked up right away and that he was going but Jonathan Bond has been you know a a a breath of fresh air I, I like your Donovan Ricketts call I will say this in 2009 Donovan Ricketts deserved to be goalkeeper of the year and he didn't win it right uh, and then in 2010 he had a worse year but one goalkeeper of the year because they had to make up for all for being stupid in 2009. I think that's the the timeline. It's either that or he had a better year in 2010 and they did. They ended up giving it to him in 2011 when really he should have got it in 2010. I can't remember exactly where yeah. it was. Um, but yeah, so, so that's where it is. But so we look at this lineup and without Sebastian Jet cause he was away at us men's national team. Um, you have, you know, a midfield with question in it. You have Alvarez who was playing in the 10 spot again. Um, there's, there's some interesting things. Dunbar starting on the, right-hand side um, instead of Grant Sear. Grant Sear came into this game um, and eventually played a part. Kevin Cabral, you t I think you talked a little bit about Kevin Cabral, but you you said you were impressed with with Kevin Cabral. Yeah, I mean, he was he was very active. Uh, he easily could have scored in that, in that game, too. Uh, you know, it, it looks like he's finally getting used to playing in this league, used to playing with his teammates, which is good to see. I mean, the, the Galaxy certainly spent a lot of time studying this guy, scouting this guy. So 
perhaps you're, perhaps they're starting to get some some returns on him. You know, going going back to that graphic that you had and seeing Sasha was the, was the starter. I was I was uh, texting Sophie about this during the match, and I just I don't know if I can make Sasha a starter. I mean, correct. I mean, I really think he's more effective off the bench. Yeah. I just don't think he can go 70, 80, 90 minutes any, anymore. Um, and it's not a knock against him, but I just think his real value is coming off the bench instead of starting. Yeah. But, that's, but that's just me. I mean, whenever you look at Vasquez and how they're trying to work Vasquez back into being healthy and then starting Sasha Klesson doesn't surprise yeah. me in this game without Sebastian Legette as well. Not in there. You know, uh, Efrain Alvarez keeps getting the chances that he wanted, you know, that that everybody sort of expected him to get. And and you look at him here, um, you know, I, I didn't get to watch him personally, but I didn't hear anybody say he had a, had a great game. I didn't hear anybody say here he had a bad game. So uh, he probably sort of fits in between those. But there's some interesting stuff to look at from this game um and and certainly i will say this uh greg vanian afterwards was talking about how clinical really they were in the first half and how it was clinical up until the point of putting the ball in the net um the offense is still sort of a question mark i think for this la galaxy team if chicharito's not scoring who's scoring right and they get the win off an own goal and that's great because they put in a lot of chances but you know again the expected goals in this game larry really come on the san jose side more than they come on the la galaxy side la galaxy with 1.5 total team um expected goals 2.2 for san jose uh 21 shots though for the la galaxy to 18 shots for uh for the san jose earthquakes but only eight of those on target for the la galaxy while there were 12 on target um for the san jose earthquakes i think the galaxy even though they've been giving up a lot of shots, Larry, I think that they have been allowing some of those shots from places that aren't as dangerous as as maybe some other teams. So they're not allowing, and you can go back and look at the shots that were actually in this game. There were shots inside the box. There were probably too many. But in the whole scheme of things this season, I feel like the Galaxy are limiting and pushing teams to take shots, uh, worse shots uh, than maybe they would have in the past. Sure, I think so too. Uh you know, but in this earthquakes game, you know, I'm sure that you saw the highlights. Bond came up with with a couple of brilliant back to back saves in the late going. I mean, he he clearly was the main reason why the Galaxy won that game and and got another clean sheet. Um, but you're right though about the shots against the Galaxy. Yes, they have a lot, a lot of shots, but how many quality scoring chances have those been? Unlike maybe last year or the year be- before that. Um, Certainly, I think that has has to do with having a quality goalkeeper back there now. Yeah, it, that, it, it does. That it, they're able to to do what they've been doing. And and a little bit of a patchwork defense just in terms of, you know, I mean, you can't even say that because Nick DePew and Dan Stairs have been playing together for a while. Rajo and Stairs have been playing. Viafania is the new guy there. Bond is the new guy. But at the same time, Viafania is just a... He, he's so consistent with the he's effort that he he's, is. yeah, he's a rock back there. So you don't have to worry about him where it's at. Um, you know, I do worry about whenever I look at the average positions about where the LA galaxy are doing. And I always say, go to the passing network, right? I've, I'm, I'm a big fan of the passing network and sort of how that gets put together. Um, and the biggest thing about the passing network isn't so much in this, this graphic that shorter shows and you, you, you and I were talking, you said it, it scares you. There's too much geometry, uh, in it whenever, whenever you look at it. But, uh, the biggest thing about the passing network for, for me one is it shows where the passes are really coming from where the concentrations are but the most important thing i see is average position on this as well and when we take a look at what we get from 
the average positions here, you can see the LA Galaxy in this particular game against San Jose, when you look at average positions, played with definitely a front two, uh, and that would be Chicharito and Efrain Alvarez, but almost a front three with Kevin Cabral. Now, if I'm looking at the passing network, I'm saying that Cabral was not played to enough. Um, because you look at the passing and the strengths of the passing that was coming in, and it seems like Cabral was doing a good job of staying wide, um, opening up the field. Uh, and again, I can get this just from average positions of where he is showing up, his average position on the field, but he was up there on top with the line. So we talk a lot about Chicharito needing another forward, Larry. We need somebody to partner Chicharito with. And in this particular case, he had two guys who got to partner with him. You had Chicharito at, uh, playing up top with Efrain Alvarez, who was pressed very high and actually had a higher average position than Chicharito. That leads me either to believe that Efrain Alvarez was pushing the line, which I doubt, um, or that Chicharito was dropping back into the midfield a little bit more to try and gain some of that possession and try to create some of those things. Not something you want him doing and probably why um, you know the Galaxy don't get a goal from him in this game is you probably need him uh, playing a little bit higher than Efrain Alvarez as not dropping back. But Kevin Cabral, to me, uh, when I look at this passing network, uh, seems like he's on a bit of an island out there on the left. So um, that's what I take from watching highlights and then seeing the passing network. You know, another impression I have of Cabral is I compare him a lot to Emma Boateng when he was here a couple of years ago. He's another one of those guys who makes running fast look so easy. Yes. And Smooth. not a lot of athletes can do that. Yeah, smooth. Very smooth runner, yeah. deceptively deceptively fast. And if if you blink, he's by you. And one last thought about the defense uh, that you were talking about. When are we going to start to give credit to Dan Steris? Oh, no, everybody. Or the no, unheralded work he does? No, no, no. You you and I apparently are president I mean, we, of the I mean, Dan Steris. We talk about it all the time. No, no, we're president of the Dan Steris fan club. Everybody else <laughs> is ready. to he's They're ready to dump him immediately. As soon as Koulibaly is ready, they want Dan Steris gone, shipped to right. some island, probably Taiwan, Japan. It's almost unfair, the lack of credit he gets. It, it's almost unfair. It's well, it is unfair. It, it, I... I I tend to agree with you. Um, I will say this, that it will be, I will imagine it's going to be the same as whenever Dave Romney was, was here and everybody was like, Oh, Dave can go. Well, and then Dave Romney goes and is now part of MLS's best defense with Walker Zimmerman. Yes. He's a part of that. Um, but yes, that is, that is where I sit there. Um, and, and sit there just you and me, Larry, we're just, it's just us. We, you know, we like defenders. I've, I played defense. I get it. Um, it was funny cause we're going to talk about people Gonzalez playing in the Costa Rica game against the U S men's national team. Costa Rica ended up losing four to nothing. People got, everybody said people got exposed on a play whenever, uh, Daryl DK ran by him. And I think eventually ended up scoring a goal on that. Yeah. Uh, but that really wasn't even the case. What happened was is people Gonzalez stepped and his right back. And I don't know who it was dropped. So if the right back steps with Pipo Gonzalez, Daryl DK's offside, but he's not because the right back dropped and it look, makes people look old and slow because he's literally moving in the opposite direction of Daryl DK whenever that play happens. So there's things in this that you have to take into account. I like Dan Starris. Uh, I hope that he stays and I am of the belief that he doesn't just cede his spot to Sega Koulibaly whenever Derek Williams eventually comes back as well. So um, competition always makes you better. That's fine. 
And the better the competition, the better you play. It's it's all it's true in any any sport, certainly in this sport. Yeah, absolutely. And Dan Starris has told us earlier this season he welcomes the competition. Well, I mean, what he else what else is he going to say though? I mean, yeah. it's one of those. I, I I respect him for saying that, and that's good. But what else is he going to say? He's going to say, well, no, I don't want any competition. I mean, everybody would like to just have their starting spot. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. But hey, it's not that's not how it works. Uh, everybody would like to have your podcast. No, they wouldn't. Some people think they would. They 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 wouldn't. Fifty uh, percent. I told everybody in the Discord uh, whenever I came back uh, yesterday, and I said, I said, "Hey, I'm back," and they're like, "Oh man, we missed you." I'm like, "I didn't miss any of you." I go, "I'd not even one, not even for one second. I, I love everybody. I appreciate you. Uh, but when you when you live, that's the way to make new fans. I was gonna yeah, say when you live and breathe the galaxy and yeah. news, three sixty five. You know, seven days a week, twenty four hours a day." And you get to shut off for nine days. It's wonderful. I enjoyed it uh, immensely, even though uh, there were some things that tried to pull me back in a couple times. But uh, yeah. possession equal for on this one, you know, 50-50 on the possession. Shots on goal, 21 to 18. Um, you know, we, we talk about, you know, just sort of the 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 overall of this is the result of that Jonathan Bond was the guy who kept the LA Galaxy winning this game. They won the game uh, because of him. He ended up getting the Team of the Week nomination, and then he ended up getting uh, the Player of the Week, which for a goalkeeper is a difficult thing to do. Um, Well-deserved in this case, in my humble opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely well-deserved and uh, a lot of fun to sort of pay attention to. All right, let's get to uh, Derek Williams suspended. Um, The suspension and and sort of where that came down, that came down while I was on vacation. Um, So I was able to sort of follow that and and find out some things. So I have some some interesting news on all that. I have some breaking news uh, probably on some of that as well. Some inside info uh, that I was able to sort of break whenever I or figure out whenever I came back. by the way, Patrick uh, gave us a, a $5 super chat uh, and says that I was president of the Super Dave Romney fan club. Still am. Dan Starris has been playing great. So there's Patrick. So Patrick is also part of our fan club, apparently, that we have going on. And by the way, I think uh, Will also dropped us a $1 super chat before we even started the show because we were a couple Just minutes Just $1? Late. Just, oh, wait, really? You're going to... Larry, he must be on a budget. Will, will uh, dollars very well appreciate. Maybe Larry lives, you know, up high in his castle, but a dollar is appreciated for me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the Derek Williams suspension, this was something that we knew was coming. We knew the disciplinary MLS disciplinary committee was going to rule on this, Larry. Um, and we knew and expected that there were going to be additional games uh, for multiple reasons. One is that Andy Polo s- severe, you know, a, a pretty serious injuries in all sort of accounts. Uh, you're not life threatening, uh, but could be career threatening. And you don't know how he responds and recovers for any of this stuff. We talked about his injuries, but that he's out for the rest of the year. That seems pretty obvious. So Greg Vanny, even before this came down, sort of understood the ramifications and that there was going to be additional games. We all knew there were going to be additional games on this. Um, and so the disciplinary committee uh, ruled on this. Uh, the committee has suspended LA Galaxy defender Derek Williams for five additional matches. That's six matches in total. And find the player an undisclosed amount for serious foul play in the 44th minute of the Galaxy's match against the Portland Timbers on May 22nd. Uh, that means that Williams will miss the June 19th game, the June 23rd game, the June 26th game, the July 4th game, and the July 7th game. Uh, that is more than 17% of the LA Galaxy season that Derek Williams will be suspended. That's just a fact. I'm not even making an opinion argument yet, uh, which is coming. But that's just a fact. He's going to miss 17% of things. And, you know, then the argument will, well, Andy Polo has to miss all the, yes, understood, 100%. I I get what's going on 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 the timber side of things as well. Um, Here's the thing. 
And we're going to get to Greg Vanny's comments and we'll tell you what he said. Um, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit because I want to tell you what the disciplinary committee was actually considering before all this, which is that the disciplinary committee was originally, or at least at one point, looking at, at an additional eight games to make it nine games total. All right. Now we can talk about the precedent and where these things sort of sit. Um, we have the Nigel de Jong foul um, on Darlington Nagby, which I think got three games in total. It was one game red card, or excuse me, no, it was three games because he didn't even get red carded. He got yellow carded right. in that, which by right. the way was the correct call. Uh, he got yellow carded in that game um, and then was given a three game suspension after that, which was at the time, I think the longest suspension in LA Galaxy history. Um, now we have Derek Williams, who gets, uh, you know, six games total, but the disciplinary committee was looking to suspend him for eight plus one, which is nine games in total. That puts it in the longest suspension ever in history of Major League Soccer, which was Brian Mullen in 2011. Um, and that was whenever he broke Steve Zakawani's leg. Um, and it was a, I'm, I'm going to use this term, and then Greg Vanny is going to use this term in his quote, uh, a non-soccer play, right? Because he was, Mullen was upset that he didn't get a call. It was a retaliatory play. It was yeah. a retaliatory play. It was not going for the ball. It was none of those things. Uh, Greg Vanny has been pretty upfront about talking about Derek Williams, feels remorseful. He reached out to the player, the whole deal. But Vanny also says, I talked to Derek and he was going for the ball. He saw him late. He realized it was in a bad position and it's, you know, it's reckless. It's dangerous. There's all these things that it, that it is. However, it's not, it's still a soccer play. And that was Greg Vanny's argument. This is a soccer play, not a non-soccer play. Um, and to for the disciplinary committee to even get it in their little tiny minds, they, they I, you, as you can tell, I don't like the disciplinary committee. I think that they like spin a wheel of punishment and just like blindly with their eyes closed stick it. I would say blindly, except that I feel that, uh, and certainly talking with some people around the organization, the LA Galaxy, uh, they certainly feel that media pressure uh, coming from national media figures and from social media fans being upset and yelling at MLS and trying to take Derek Williams' livelihood away from him for a boneheaded play, but nothing malicious. Um, they, they caved to that pressure. Now, I don't know how it got, got, went from, you know, eight plus one down to the five plus one, which is what it was. I don't know if there was an appeals process. I don't know how, I just know that eventually that is what the number they settled on. So when you look at this, understand the disciplinary committee, Larry wanted nine games, which would have been the second longest suspension in major league soccer history. You know, when I was watching the game and when I first saw the play happen, first saw the tackle, I said, and he got red carded. I said, I believe he's going to get suspended at least three additional games. And then, as it turns out, he was going to need surgery to repair. I think it was a torn meniscus and a ruptured quadriceps. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh boy, what are they going to do to him? To him now. Now, as Vandy said, it was a it was a non-retaliatory play. It was a soccer play. Now, my question is, how long do you think that suspension would have been had it been in response to a play earlier in that match? Yeah. And could that have warranted a suspension for the rest of, of, the, of the season? Um, maybe. I don't know. I mean, well, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. If it was retaliation, Larry, then it's not a non-soccer. Then it's a non-soccer right. play, right? We, right? we get into that different category. And right. all of the things that we have talked about, um, you know, whenever we talk about precedence, here's what happened with this. And I said this on Twitter uh, whenever it came out. Um, and then I was going, I said, I'm going back on my vacation after I tweet this. And, and I did, uh, I, I put it out there and you people, you know, I had Timbers fans in my mentions and mute, mute, mute away to my vacation. I went, 
um, is that the disciplinary committee set a new precedent with this because either that Larry or the disciplinary committee is of the opinion that it was malicious and he was trying to hurt somebody. But if they really thought that, then it should have been 10 games. It should have been 10, 11, 12 games if if they thought he did it on purpose. So it, to me, it's like whenever you see a player that can't decide whether to shoot the ball or cross the ball, right? And you get that that shot pass that ends up like going like into the bleachers somewhere. And it's like, oh, well, they couldn't make up their mind. This is what the disciplinary committee did. They launched a shot into the bleachers because they couldn't make up their mind of whether this was intentional or whether it was just a soccer play and and a poor judgment of things, which is what it was. It was horrible. Nobody's saying it's not a red card. Nobody's saying it's not, you know, three games plus one, which would have been four games or three games in total. And Greg Vanny said it as well. Um, he goes, uh, and I'll quote him here. It's And by the way, you should go to the website, our, our, our YouTube page or our website, and you can see the full press conference. I asked this question. Greg answered it. Um, and uh, he says, and I quote, look, I get I, I get it where the league wants to make a point. At the end of the day, the tackle was a soccer play. Yes, it was reckless. Yes, he came in hard, but there was no intent. It was not a reaction to something. It was an attempt to play the ball and play soccer. And from that side of it, I think the suspension was a bit harsh. But I also understand there was a player on the other side whose season is probably done. I do sort of get it. I had a number in my head that I thought was going to be harsh. And let's just say it was a little more than that. He went on. Uh, we take it. And we deal with it. Our team will move forward. Derek will move forward and we'll keep him engaged and ready to go. We respect the decision, but it wasn't what I had expected. And I think that sums it up much better than I would have ever said it, Larry. Now, how gosh, I mean, I just, yeah, go ahead. I just, I just can't help but go back to trying to figure out how long the suspension would have been had it been a retaliatory play. Well, I mean, I mean, I just, the other stuff that figures the other stuff to think about that. The other stuff that figures into this is guys like Stu Holden, who got Nigel De Jong suspended for three. Broken by night by by the young. By, by the way, you know that Stu Holden also broke somebody's leg in playing soccer too, right? You know that happens. So this is this is the thing. But whenever Nigel De Jong made the tackle on Darlington Nagby. Uh, there was outrage, and Stu Holden was calling that game, and he was out there, one of the things, saying that he needed to be suspended for a long time, and Nigel got three games out of it. Um, you know, without the the national media attention on some of this stuff, I think that the MLS Disciplinary Committee could do a better job of figuring out what their precedents are and then applying those in it. Now, we're in a different how do we say this? We're in a different world now, right? Because there's a lot more focus on taking dangerous plays out of soccer. I mean, it used to be if you got the ball and then you went through somebody that was fine. Uh, you can't do that anymore. So like, yes, the game is getting quote unquote softer, um, but it's, they're trying to protect people's livelihoods. I get it. There's just, there's no malicious intent in this. I know the outcome. I get the outcome, but you cannot base punishments on outcome. Uh, because sometimes, uh, you know, Jack McBean had his collarbone, collarbone broken by Nat Borchers in a game. Another one of your favorite players. Uh, that's that's the whole thing is that everybody <laughs> that's, opening a, that's opening a can of worms talking about Nat Borchers. That, oh boy. Yeah, you know you know I think he's one of the dirtiest players in Major League yeah. Soccer and nobody ever sits there and says it. He tried to kill Giassi Zardis on a sideline tackle that if Giassi doesn't jump out of, he gets 
probably like definitely season ending injured. Um, but but uh, you know he's up there with Stephen Lenhart, the former earthquake guy. Yeah, and Stephen Lenhart was just a pain. Nat Borchers hurt people. He broke Jack yeah. McBean's collarbone. I mean, so do you want to? So should Nat Borchers be suspended for for you know forty games or for you know ten games or whatever it was? He wasn't suspended. He I think he maybe he got a yellow card on it. He may not even have gotten a yellow card on it, right? So I mean, you cannot apply the punishment to the outcome. That's not how it works. And in this case, Derek Williams got it wrong. Uh, but there was no intent in it. So yeah, that's it. We're, we're over the Derek. I want to move on past it, but I wanted to focus in and give you the information about eight games being a number at one point that, that the disco was, was thinking about. So eight plus now, one. One last thing on the suspension. If it had been less than five additional games, what do you think the reaction would have been around the league? There would have been upset people, but, yeah, but at least yeah. the disciplinary committee could have held on to a precedent understanding you know, of, of saying, listen, it was a non-soccer. The, here's another thing is there's no transparency, right? The disciplinary committee doesn't get to explain to us their reasoning. And maybe their reasoning is, well, Derek Williams was retaliating for something. Maybe that's their reasoning. If that's their reasoning, Larry, I can almost see the suspension, right? Sure. They'd be wrong, but I could see the suspension at least. You can, right. you can see that. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, they're asking by the in the chat room. They're going to go look up those those tackles, the the Nat Borchers tackle. On. You better you better warn them about the uh, the McBean the Zach, one. Zach, yeah, oh, the Zakawani uh, one. Yeah, the Zakawani one. Don't watch one. that. That one's yeah. not fun. But the but you will never find a a clip of the Borchers tackle on Zardis. Maybe I have it on my Twitter way back in the day, um, because it was not even a foul. Borchers ended up getting the ball. The thing is that he would have killed Jossie Zardis if Zardis doesn't jump over him whenever it comes. Zardis saw him yeah. lining him up. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, so that's where we sit with that. Let's get to uh, more good news. And with certainly player of the month, uh, Mr. Chicharito Hernandez. Javier Hernandez, seven matches, uh, seven goals, one assist. Uh, you know, a good one. I think they combined two months to get him player of the month. Um, but it's that's fine, however they want to sort of do that. And the other thing that we can sort of say is that... Um, is that uh, Chicharito is the leader right now in Major League Soccer of of, uh, of goals. So Javier Hernandez has seven goals. You have Rui Diaz with Seattle, who's played one more game, has six goals. Uh, Jesus Medina has five from New York City FC, who New York City FC, despite the fact that they play on a postage stamp, um, at home at Yankee Stadium is actually a very good team this year, something to watch. And then you have Alan Polito um, from Sporting Kansas City, and Sporting Kansas City is a very good team this year um, as well. As you can see, all good teams whenever they have guys who are putting in a lot of goals. So uh, that makes some sense. Yeah. I was going to say, every time I watch Javier Hernandez play, it, I am amazed at the transformation that's come over him. Comparing him to what he was what he was last year. I mean, he's fit. He looks like he's lost about 20 pounds. He's happy. He's committed. Uh, it's just, it's stunning, the change in this guy. It's so much fun to watch, isn't yeah. it? He's fun to yeah. watch, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and, it, and it looks like he's clearly having fun, not just because he scored seven times, but it looks like he's clearly having fun out there, yeah. which is great to see. Um, yeah, it was, I think a deserved award. Um, I, I like watching him play. I, I just want the LA galaxy to figure out ways to make him more dangerous. Um, and I think that's going to be on Greg Vandy to, to figure that out. He is. Yeah. And definitely, if you go back and you look at some of those passing networks and the average positions, they are definitely putting players up on that line to give Chicharito a, someone to run off of. Um, and you know, Greg probably won't tell you that they have two. And 
he's actually, you know, Greg will, he will admit, yes, there are people he's like, but you don't need to play in a two forward, you know, formation in order to get that. And Greg talked about Kevin Cabral, whenever he would come in about being able to press that line and get all the qualities of being able to play up top with Chicharito from a guy who's not necessarily playing up top, right? That's what Efrain Alvarez is doing as well. He's moving up into that second spot. So that way uh, Chicharito can play off of him. You need to see more production out of Efrain Alvarez. If he's going to continue to play that spot. Um, I like the small progressions that I'm seeing. I'm not convinced that he is a starter in major league soccer. So he has to show it. If Vasquez is healthy, if Sebastian Legette is in this game, Efrain Alvarez is not starting that game. And we all know no that. Doubt. And no so doubt. that use, I need to see more. I need to see more from Efrain Alvarez. And But is he ready to give more now? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure. He has the age, he has the experience. He has to, and it's not even. I always say, you know, he has. I mean, to he want certainly it. has the potential, but there's still there's growing to be done. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but at the I mean, same, he is a young guy. What is he? Eighteen years old. Yes, he's eighteen. Um, yeah, but you know, there's 17 year olds right now who are bossing around, you know, major league soccer and you can go to San Jose and, and I think it's Caden Cowell, although there's all these like Cowells and Cadens and, you know, all these Bradens and, 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 and I don't know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of names out there. I cannot keep straight. That's for sure. Um, whenever it goes Efrain Alvarez, this is his chance. This is the chance I, I had to go on the, um, the MLS, they did the power rankings. Um, and oh. they, they invited me on to talk on their Twitter spaces, Andrew Weeby and Matt Doyle a oh, while wow, it was on vacation, by the way. See, can't, can't yeah. always get away from it. It was, I heard you. Yeah. I heard you. Um, so, you know, I did it. I'll tell you this. I, I'm surprised I, that, that your wife let you go for that amount of time to do that. She was taking a nap. So it was fine. Oh, um, she didn't, she didn't know. Um, I'll tell you this. I was, uh, while I appreciate being on, I think they missed an opportunity to talk about how good the LA galaxy are. And instead they wanted to talk about young players. They wanted to talk about Efrain Alvarez and Julian Araujo. And for me, Julian Araujo is head and shoulders above Efrain Alvarez right now. And it's not even close. One of those guys is going to Europe, whether it's this summer or this winter, that guy is Julian Araujo. That is not Efrain not, Alvarez. Not, not for vacation either. He'll, he'll, he'll be going over there permanently. He is, he is absolutely, uh, there. I mean, I'm all for letting Alvarez continue to develop through this year, but I have to feel this year is a telling, you know, sort of year about whether or not he's going to be able to, to continue to progress in major league soccer or go somewhere else. So, um, that's all, all interesting, um, stuff there. So Chicharito, um, player of the month. That's good. Now we'll go to, uh, uh Rayon Revelason, and that's not how you say his last name, but we don't know how to say his last name yet until he gets here. I actually was talking with LA galaxy PR. I was talking to Chris Glidden and I was like, I was like, how do we say his last name? He's like, you know what? Like this. And he was trying to tell me, I'm like, are we sure? He's like, no, we'll have to wait till he comes and then we can ask him, you know, that'll be, that'll be one of the things we can do for sure. Um, yeah, but, um, it, it'll, it, it, I can't hear you, Josh. Oh, that's okay. I can hear me, Larry. You'll, you'll have to figure you, you, you will have to figure out how, how it works. Maybe unplug your, your headphones and plug them back in. See if they clicked out for some reason. So anyway, um, no, but, uh, so on Ravelason, there is an update now. Um, and the update comes from, uh, 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 Greg Vanny on whether or not he was coming. Um, and basically he says he has an appointment and we have a request to get it moved up a little sooner. Uh, hopefully we'll hear back on that. And, and maybe I did drop out. Let's see. Oh, interesting. All right. Um, check, check, one, two. Check, check, one, two. Hey, all right. There we go. 
<laughs> I have no idea. It's it's a live show. What do you want me to do, Larry? Yeah. You know, uh, apparently, apparently, it just decided to stop working for a second. That's all. That's okay. all I can tell you. Okay. Yeah, I heard this buzz. I'm going. Uh oh. Yeah. What happened? I, I, where did that cut out? What did we were talking about Revelation? Did we get yes. anywhere past yes. that? I was, all right. I was about to say I was impressed with your command of the French language, and then it just went. Okay. So anyway, we'll go back and, and always fun on a live show. Um, Will he ever arrive? That's my question. I mean, Mr. Vanny is asking himself the same thing. It seems like Greg Vanny is in a position right now where he is frustrated by the galaxy's lack of ability to get people in. And yeah. I think he's showing that frustration a little bit more than maybe you would expect him to, um, because it is the organization. Uh, I know the guy who, who is getting all this stuff, Larry. I, I mean, I, I know who it is and he's been doing it for a while. So I have to imagine that still it's a lot of, uh, pandemic stuff. It's a lot of, you know, issues with those. And, and we know it's like 90 something percent of, uh, embassies have either slowed down or been closed at one point during this. So there is, yeah. they're working from home. There's all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, so, so we understand that, but, uh, you can see he's, he's, He's getting there. Here's the update on Ravelason. He says he has an appointment and we have a request to get it moved up a little sooner. So they have an appointment. And they're like, can you make it sooner? That's where we're at right now. So not exactly, you know, feeling real confident on that. Uh, Vanny says, hopefully we'll hear back on that in the next day or so. I still hope. I don't know why, but I still have optimism. We can get this done and try to get him here before the next match. Whether he's ready to play, we'll have to see. So he is trying to... Um, trying to uh, bring him in before the Seattle game. I, it doesn't even, even if he arrived before that game, he, he would not play just, he just would not have had enough time to be with his new teammates and training just, but it just would be nice to have him in person, but he would not, he would not see any action in that game. Yeah. This is too soon. Yeah. It's too soon. I agree with that. Um, so, so that's fine, but you want him in because the games are going to start coming. We, we're going to talk about the schedule, but the games are going to start coming. Uh, the other thing that we had in the press conference though, uh, one was that he says he's, he's, he, he's, he claimed that he didn't have Wi-Fi in his permanent housing. He's in temporary housing and now he's going to permanent housing and he doesn't have Wi-Fi, So he can't watch Ted Lasso yet, but he was very much, he wanted to watch it. And not only did he want to watch it, he said, you know, it's too important for me to watch on like a computer. So he wanted it on a TV, Larry. So now he, I think he was joking when he said that with tongue planted firmly in cheek. I mean, it's too important. So but, but again, yeah, but we're expecting updates. I mean, this yeah. is this is you asked the question. It was rightfully a good question. Yeah. Um, and, and season two starts July 23rd for those who are in, interested on my birthday. Thank you very much. On your birthday. All right. They, they knew that. Um, I will say there is a small outside chance then on Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on a Monday night, we may get somebody from that show on the podcast. Small chance. Nice. We're working on it. We're efforting behind the... I'm going to abuse Kevin nice. Baxter's LA Times credentials for that. Absolutely. I, I must say, you know, I had heard conflicting things about that series, and when I finally did watch it, I was very pleasantly surprised. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. And it has some real good, serious moments in it, which are... Which are handled extremely, extremely well. I was, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I did. It, it's. I've watched it twice, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for season two to come. Season two cannot live up to season one. I'm already ready for yeah. the disappointment. And it's already been renewed for season three as well. Yes, so. it has. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, the the guy who we did get to talk to, Larry, who I was, I was not excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be difficult. It's not going to be fun. Was Sega Coolabale. I talked to the LA Galaxy PR. I was like, so we're having Sega, huh? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, and he's going to try to do the whole thing in English. I'm like, oh, man, that's probably going to be rough. We'll see how it goes. And they said they were going to have a translator there as well. And then Sega comes out and just smashes it. 
Larry, yep. he speaks better English than you do. Yep, and I was ready to try out my high school French on him again like I did with uh, Kevin, who was it? Uh, Kevin uh, Cabral, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Cabral, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, his English, I was stunned. I mean, and he had a good time speaking English. Uh, it was it was a very good interview. It was, I was I was dreading it as well, and it worked out very, very well. Us, us old timers being all like, oh, we're not going to talk. This isn't going to be any fun. And then Sega yeah. comes out. One, it was his birthday. So we all got yeah. to wish him happy birthday. Two, he came in with a huge smile on his face. He sat down. He waved his hands at the camera. We all waved back from our little Zoom things. And uh, we gave him a round of applause when it was over. And... He, he he was absolutely the the most fun um, thing. And, and uh, one of our people in the chat room, uh, Mr. Provino, says, Josh was the only person he didn't understand. I did have to repeat my question. But you know what? That's okay. I'll happily repeat and then he answered it wonderfully, and it was fun. Uh, we, he, I asked him if Los Angeles really was a reason to come. Like, was there something here? Yeah. And it, he said he wanted to be in the sure. United States. He was a big fan of the NBA, and he said the NFL. And then he said, he said, uh, it was funny because he said, he said, hockey. And I'm like, okay, like Oklahoma, like where, where do we? And he's like, he's like hockey, hockey. And we're like hockey. I'm like, I never expected him to be a big fan of hockey. And he's a yeah. big fan. He likes the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, he is so excited to be with the LA Galaxy. At least that's yeah. the the aura that he's putting on. I said that fans are going to love Sega Coolabala. If you haven't watched his press conference, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, watch his press conference because Larry, he is so. I'm, I'm, I mean, you know. I always want players that I cover to do well because um, I yeah. like to see people succeed. You don't want to see people fail, and there's lots of failure in professional sports, um, and we see it maybe a little more closely than than some other people. I want to see Sega do well. You you want to root for him just the way that he's coming into this with the energy he has. Well, especially good-natured people like he certainly appears to be. Now, you were saying a listener said that you were the only guy that he could not understand you know how often do you have people not understand what you're doing on the podcast oh all the time all the, all time. the time yeah, yeah that's not, that's not even that's not even a thing ah, um, come on now i think you're exaggerating seg is great he's going to be a fan favorite yeah. um yeah. and i'm um, very very anxious to see him play to see the to see what kind of a quality player he, he is and vanny certainly is high on him so. he is he is. Yeah. Um, and, and by six the way, feet by 190 pounds. So no misprint like Jonathan Bond when he came over six, what are they, what are they? Six foot, at six, four, one sixty. Yeah. One, one fifty or something like, yeah, yeah it was it, super low. It was like a stick. Yeah. He, he corrected that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so Sega, Sega as it goes, uh, a little more news on this. You, you need to check out the press conference. It's important. A little more news, um, here as well. Uh, the MLS all-star game is coming to bank of California stadium. So it's coming to Los Angeles, going to be played, um, at those, that other guy's stadium. Uh, it's MLS all Stars versus Liga MX All Stars. Uh, this is going to be on August twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Um, TV is FS1's Fox Sports One has it and Univision it's going to be broadcast all over the world on a whole bunch I think 150 other channels uh, across the world nice. Bob Bradley will be the coach of the All-Stars as well which is usually what happens the host uh, the host uh, team gets to uh, have their coach be uh, the the coach of the All-Stars so that'll happen the interesting thing here is Larry is that on August 28th um, just three days after this All-Star game is the LA Galaxy will play LAFC in right. El Trafico at Bank of California Stadium. Um, so Bob Bradley will be the coach of the All-Stars. We imagine, if I'm thinking right now, I think at least two Galaxy players make the All-Star game. Chicharito's going to make it. Um, and that's almost regardless of what he does from here on out, just because he's a big name okay. and they'll want him on there, whether he'll be a commissioner pick or whatever it is. Um, he's going to be there. 
Um, I think Sebastian Legette, because he's a U.S. men's national teamer, um, even though I think that he has played better for the U.S. men's national team than he has for the L.A. Galaxy so far, I have a feeling that he will eventually be a all-star for the L.A. Galaxy as well. I think John... Does Jonathan Bond have a chance to make the team? Absolutely, but I don't know that he gets voted in because yeah, people aren't going to be right. you know super high. Remember, this is a popularity contest. I will right. say... Um, I will say what I have always said about the All-Star game, if you're asking for my opinion of who you should vote for, is you find your team who is your rival and you vote for all of their players to play in this meaningless, stupid game that is in the middle of a condensed schedule that is three days before one of the biggest games on the Galaxy's calendar. And I love the way you speak so highly of this game. Meaningless, stupid game. I love it. I understand. I understand, <laughs> Larry. I understand like the national implications of it, right? Which is, yeah. and by the way, I should, and, I, and especially when where you hear rumors the MLS and Liga MX might merge eventually. You right. Know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, and and so there's that stuff. I get the international ramifications of it, right? right? That's a game that will be watched around the world. Understood that as well. Um, if from its PR perspective, I get it. If you're a fan of the LA Galaxy and you want them to win games, you don't vote for your players to be on the all-star team. That's ridiculous. Don't you all-star games are stupid. They'd mean nothing. And people get fined and can be suspended games for not showing up to it. So And they and they potentially can get hurt too. Yes. And so you do not want them playing. And then the big question here, and it was asked, I will ask it because I like to stir the pot. Bob Bradley's gonna be in charge of LA Galaxy players three days before a game. So how many of those LA Galaxy players are going 90 minutes in that game, right? Ooh. I mean, you could you could, you could could really see that that could be a conflict of interest. I'll tell you how it normally works, by the way, Larry, is usually the all-star team coaches abuse their own players in those games. They make them play 90 minutes because they're afraid of hurting other teams' players um, and doing that. I'm sure. I'm sure the various coaches will convey to Bradley their wishes for how much playing time they want their particular players to to play in that match. I'm sure that I'm sure that, that will be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, again, you have to be careful in, in these games because we just mentioned you can get hurt. Uh, you know, an injury that potentially might cost some valuable playing time for a team the rest of the season. Uh, it's. Those those kinds of games are very dicey. They really are. They can be. Um, let's get uh, a little bit about that game, the August 28th away match against LAFC. That time has been changed. I know most people got that, but it was supposed to be 5 p.m. It's now 4 p.m. Nationally televised game. Uh, that game is on Fox, Big Fox, F-O-X, Fox, and Fox. Big, big, big Fox. Big, big Fox. Fox. Big Fox. So that's where it is. Nice. Uh, Channel it, 11. Inter so in, yeah, most I think most people have a channel eleven. I think that's yeah. that's ours. Uh, international duty, a bunch of LA Galaxy players on international duty. I don't even know if I'm going to get them all. I tried to go and search and find all of them. I'm afraid I always miss one or two. So is anybody left? Yeah, there are. There is. Go away. Uh, we we know about Sebastian Legette. Um, and Legette played a bunch Who's of minutes. Turned into a very valuable member of that U.S. men's national team. He's he got, really has. as somebody said, he's got veteran vibes about him. Right? He he's, does. he's calm. He understands where he's playing. He's done that. He started both of the friendlies in Switzerland and Costa Rica. Uh, he played in both of the Nations League games, uh, including the final. Um, that was uh, just a fun game to watch. If you didn't get to watch that USA versus Mexico in the in the Nations League uh, final and the U.S. Uh, pulling that one out in stoppage time when there were two penalties called, uh, one against each team in stoppage time. In extra time, I should say, in extra time. And 
it was just it was a fun game to watch. It's if you're neutral, you loved everything about that. So um, Sebastian Lejet, fun game on fun game to watch unless you're on the field getting pelted by uh, by fans at the end of that match. Hey, it, you know what? That part of that is Concacaf, and that always happens. Yeah. And the part of that yeah. is that it needs to be cracked down on. But you have it that does. Sebastian Lejet uh, played that, so he was supposed to return to L.A. either on Wednesday or Thursday after that Costa Rica game that was being played in, in Salt Lake. So he's supposed to be back. Jonathan Dos Santos joined the Mexican national team, but didn't play. Obviously, he had his injury. Uh, he received treatment with the Mexican national team in conjunction with the Galaxy's training staff. Greg Vanu talked about that. Uh, was supposed to return to L.A. on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and so he should be there. We're recording on Thursday. He should be back with the L.A. Galaxy now. Uh, People Gonzalez. I will have a Jonathan Dos Santos injury update coming up here in a second. Uh, People Gonzalez joined Costa Rica on international duty. Went 90 minutes in the 4-0 loss to the United States. O'Neill Fisher joined the Jamaican national team on international duty. Started and went 90 minutes in a 1-1 draw with Serbia. And then Augustine Williams is with Sierra Leone. I believe they have an Africa Cup of Nations qualification game coming up on June 12th. So uh, in two days, basically, the Africa Cup of Nations qualification game coming up. And so I believe he's with them and will remain with them as well. Um, people busy, are ta- busy, busy players. People Hold are. People are talking about the uh, the penalty kicks and in, in extra time, and and they're tra- they're saying you know one of those wasn't a, they both weren't penalty kicks, and that's why it's perfectly fine. Each one got one that they shouldn't have gotten. One 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 made the uh, made the shot. One didn't. That's all the that's all that was the difference between those uh, those games. So that's fine. Um, when we look at standings, Larry, uh, the LA Galaxy currently, at least in the support in the supporter shield, um, sit in fourth place overall. Again, we talked about it at two point one four points per game. They would technically be sitting second behind Seattle um, if the points per game lays out. Uh, most teams have played seven games. There's some teams that have played eight games. I believe RSL has only played six games. I think they're the only one who's only played six games. Um, but yeah, whenever you look at the top 14 there, the LA Galaxy sit fourth. New York is at 14. Seattle is at number one. Uh, if you want to go, sometimes we have to go to the second page. Uh, the 15th ranked team is San Jose. Uh, the last ranked team is in, is Cincinnati uh, in 27th spot. 27 teams now in Major League. Sorry, I have to have two pages for the supporter shield um if you look at the eastern and i'm sure that you love going on that mls website don't oh, you oh it's horrible um the east, well, it's getting better they've actually started fixing some things so it's not as horrible uh the eastern conference uh new england uh is in the lead with the with uh 17 points uh they are uh they have played eight games so they're five one and two four oh and oh at home that's important because the la galaxy also four oh and oh at home the only two teams that are undefeated and have all wins at home uh, the only other I was just te- going to ask you that. Are the Galaxy the only league's only unbeaten team at home? Thank they, you for answering my question. You're welcome. No, New England is the other one. Technically, uh, so is Austin, who hasn't played uh, a game. They they haven't lost a game at home either. Um, so so they're uh, they're there. They have all all of those sitting. Uh, if you look at the Western Conference, it's Seattle, Kansas City, and L.A. Again, uh, L.A. would jump Kansas City right now uh, on the points per game and sit in second place if you're playing along at home with that. Uh, so I wanted to get you updated on that. The stats, uh, we've sort of given you, you know, most of the stats in here. I wanted to give you an update on designated players. Uh, they played 87.2% of total available minutes, which is good. Uh, I know Jonathan Dos Santos, Larry, uh, has not been, 
he's been coming out of games a lot. He still has played about 86% of the total minutes that are out there right now. So he has been doing a lot better than he was last year. Whenever you look at that and, and that 87.2% um, is a good number actually brought down by Kevin Cabral, who had a slower start. So as he plays more games and plays 90 minutes, that type of thing, he'll, he'll ratchet up on that as well. So 87.2% of total minutes played right now for the LA galaxy um, for designated players, which is what you need in order to be a su- successful team. I just wanted to show everybody, the home points as well uh 12 points right now larry through uh the first four home games that they've had the la galaxy had 13 total home points in 2020 last year uh so they're one point away from uh, from doing that and by the way their average at home is 1.94 points per game uh whenever they play at home that's across their entire history right and right now they're sitting at 3.0 so there are they are playing outplaying uh, at home right now by one point um don't expect that to stay seattle's a good test of that we'll see if that ends up uh, uh, being anything whenever that comes around. Um, and then the final thing I wanted to get you updated on stats wise, uh, the LA galaxy off to their sixth best start in franchise history. Uh, I would point out that 2019 technically had a better start. Um, so if you're playing the home game along there, you know how 2019 ended up um, and you can see where 2021 is. So just sort of keep that in mind as we look, but in 2020 they had eight points through the same number of games and they have 15 points, almost double the number of points. Uh, whenever you uh, look at the stats. So yeah, that was sort of a, a little stats, little stats fun there, Larry, uh, for everybody. So that way we could get through that. I was just going to ask you, Josh, where do you get the time to do all this stuff? It's just, it's just, a it's sp- amazing. It's just a spreadsheet, Larry. I just, you know, ignore my wife, okay. ignore my children, uh, push off my work um, that I'm supposed to be doing that I actually get paid to do. Um, it so, is yeah. amazing that you can come up with all this stuff. I am, I am continually impressed. I'm and the, all these, all these nice little colors and stuff. Just, I'm, you know. I'm the master of evasion, Larry. You try to give me something to work, I will work on Galaxy stuff instead every time. Uh, when we look at the schedule for the LA Galaxy coming up, it's starting to get busy. So. Yeah. Real busy. This is this is it. Only three games in June, but you have to imagine that there's been three weeks off to start June. So basically, the remainder of the month is game, game, game. So it's Saturday, June 19th against Seattle Sounders. Obviously, that's the big one. More coverage of that as we go um, through next week, and then Wednesday, June 23rd. So again, home game. Uh, on Saturday, away game on Wednesday at Rio Tinto Stadium right now. So not a huge trip up to Vancouver, just over to RSL um, in that. So uh, that'll be Wednesday, June 23rd, and then away Saturday, June 26th at the San Jose Earthquakes, a 7 p.m. Uh, game being played at PayPal Park there. Uh, but July starts to get real busy. You will have the normal July 4th game, Larry. Uh, we have the game that's midweek right after that, July 7th against FC Dallas at home. So two home games there. Away Saturday, July 17th to Vancouver. Again, uh, Rio Tinto um, Stadium right now. Wednesday, July 21st, away uh, to RSL. I wonder, can they just stay there? Do they have to come back? Are they, they That be- might be a good idea. It might be worth it. I would, if the league allows it, I would stay there. Staying at the Motel 6 over there or something like that, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's one of those a budget trip, a budget trip. That's right. Uh, Saturday, July twenty fourth, the LA Galaxy have a game at F, uh, away at FC Dallas uh, Toyota Stadium. Maybe maybe that Sunday is the day that we that we have you know the fortieth birthday kickoff. We'll we'll see if that works for everybody. Maybe we'll start throwing dates out there. Uh, Friday, July thirtieth, home to the Portland Timbers. That should be fun to watch. Portland Timbers coming back after uh, yeah. you know quote unquote bad blood that there was no bad blood on just. Just one of those things. So um, that's where we're at, 7 p.m. Pacific time, that game on July 30th. So that one's at Dignity Health Sports Park and an ESPN game. Um, 
the men wearing shorts are going to be pretty darn busy as it looks it's right now, Mr. Gaston. Very, very darn busy. busy. That's why you yes. need to get Rebel Asana in. You need to get Derek Williams back. You need all those bodies for what is about to start to happen and here. And Sagan, you got to get him to start the, you know, Absolutely. to play a little bit too. Uh, the big news for June 19th, the LA Galaxy just announced today is they're having the Welcome Home Tailgate presented by Modelo. Um, the, the, the timeline for all of this is pretty interesting. Uh, 12 p.m. is when this is when the gates are going to open from 12 to 5.30 p.m. is the Welcome Home Tailgate. Uh, from 4 to 4.45 p.m., special performance by LA Artists and Galaxy supporter Merce. So Merce is going to be performing, which is amazing. And then 6 p.m., LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders capacity crowd. And by the way, I checked with the LA Galaxy just because I didn't want anybody yelling at me and saying anything. It was tailgating is open. It will be open. You're allowed to tailgate in the stadium and all the places that you are normally allowed to tailgate around the parking lots. Cause I think there's some parking lots you can't tailgate in, but in the tail, in the parking lots you're allowed to, you will be allowed to. How, how nice you think it'll, it'll be being at a full capacity stadium once again with such an important game on the horizon. That's so much fun. You know, you know, we all talk about the atmosphere at the LAFC matches, but I think the atmosphere of this one is going to is going to rival that easily, if not surpass it. Especially the way the teams are going this season. The I, I will say this, and I've said it multiple times on this podcast, and everybody can just listen to me say it again. The Roaring Twenties came about after the uh, the flu pandemics of the seven of nineteen seventeen nineteen eighteen. The Roaring Twenties right. were a response to that pandemic. Um, at least in some part. And I imagine that you're going to see something similar to that, um, which is in the next couple of years that people are going to want to get together. You know, you missed right. it. You know, you want to do it. I know that everybody wants to go back to that stadium and have a good time. I will tell yeah. you this, the LA Galaxy, I talked to him today. I asked when the guidance will come for what will happen once you're inside the stadium. Will you have to wear masks? We have to show verification of vaccines because the California suggested guidelines is that for people who can prove that they have been vaccinated, they don't have to wear a mask. Uh, we'll see what the LA Galaxy decide to do and how that works and then how you even enforce any of that. And that's a whole other discussion. But as of right now, I don't have that information. We're expecting we will have that information maybe Monday or Tuesday of next week. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll bring it to you as soon as we have it. I would think so. you have to, you will, you will have to wear a mask regardless. I mean, stay safe, stay smart. I don't know. Um, I don't know. And the reason is that the, the California guidance on that is not that right. Right. And, and so right. whenever you, and the Dodgers are doing something where they're verifying people's, uh, vaccinations. And if you've been verified that you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask again. I don't know how you enforce that, how you notify, but that is one of the things that is sort of coming up, um, in, uh -huh. injury updates. And then we'll sort of close the show out with some rumors. Um, so, it's uh, injury update. Jonathan Dos Santos received treatment while he's with the Mexican, Mexican national team. We told you about that. Fanny said that he expects Dos Santos to start on field training this week. So basically getting ready for this Seattle game this, this Monday, Tuesday, um, and would be available to play in that Seattle game. That's his, his belief. And that's what he thinks is going to happen. All right. So did I get any of that wrong, Larry? Can I, can I go break people's hearts now with rumors and stuff? No, I'm just, you know, one last thing about, Dos Santos, you have to wonder about this guy. Why can't he stay healthy? What is the issue with his it, leg, with his cramping, with uh, just something's going on there, which I, I don't think they've been able to figure out yet. And I'm just, I'm admittedly, I'm, I'm a little concerned about, about his longevity, not yeah. only on this team, but in this league. Well, and I think his career as well. If he yeah. can't get this under under control, then yeah, I mean, it, it's sort yeah. of, it's tough. Um, it's tough. So 
Okay, the rumors. Okay. Let's go. Rumors. Um, let's start with one that has once again resurfaced, and I don't know why we have to talk about this, but I I get laughed at whenever I ask stupid rumor questions uh, by people who uh, I ask these to, and I got people laughed laugh at. at you, Josh? No yes, way. Yes. No well, way. I mean, it's in good-natured fun. It's fine. Okay. And, and the people I talk to are, are understanding that I have to come to them and ask them these questions, and so they understand that, and I get realistic answers whenever I ask. So... Um, Mario Balotelli has been loosely linked to the LA Galaxy again. Uh, Balotelli is currently with AC Monza in Serie B um, in Italy. His contract is up at the end of the month. They are linking him to a move to MLS, and they say that the LA Galaxy is there. I can tell you um, from my discussions today, the LA Galaxy are not interested in Mario Balotelli, and I feel like I've even said this before. Um, and I will bad know, guy, a bad guy. Uh, I mean, a talented player, but talented player, but a bad guy, but a misdirected enthusiasm for things i think in, in some ways he, you have to be really good to pull some of the stuff that he would like to do and he's not that good so yeah. that's where it is um the la galaxy are not interested my buddy john by the way said uh we have sega we need super mario right i thought that was a good joke i thought it was great so i was i was very excited um whenever he said that i'm supposed to give him credit so i gave him credit thanks john um here's the other one this one's a little more realistic um still doesn't mean anything is happening but matko mill I'm going to try it. Matko Miljevic. Oh Miljevic. Wow. Matko Miljevic to the to the LA Galaxy. He's a 20-year-old attacking midfielder born in the United States, um, has U.S. and Argentine citizenship, hasn't been playing a lot, is currently in Argentina with Argentinos Juniors Dos. Um, so he's with them. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, the LA Galaxy have scouted Miljevic before. Um, he's been on their radar. They're watching him play. They've watched him play over the years with both the Argentina U-20s and the U.S. U-20s because he played for both of them. Uh, he will remain on the LA Galaxy's radar. But at this point, without games and without sort of showing that he is in form, none of this feels imminent or close. So, yes, they have seen him. They know who he is. Um, but I don't think anything is happening there right now. So just sort you of know, keep that. You know, uh, with all these rumors and all these players being linked with the Galaxy, you know, you have to you have to ask yourself, with Jovan Karaski probably doing most of the overseas scouting, how many frequent flyer miles does this guy have? Jovan Karofsky? Wow. I mean, you know, I'm sure he... Wow. See, he gets to do that that cool, like, snazzy thing that the IRS always wants you to, like, claim, which is you, you have the company pay for all of your business travel, and then whenever you go on personal travel, you get to just use the points. And you never have to like you. You get to fly for free wherever you go. That's nice. where, that's where we're. That's that's what that's the that's the scam in there. Um, the IRS wants to call that compensation. The IRS can go fly yeah. kite. Um, so anyway, so that's where we're at um, with the LA Galaxy. I think that that wraps up the show. A lot of little things that we sort of wanted to touch on. We will have a show on Monday. Kevin Baxter's back in the country. He and I actually landed at LAX. I think approximately forty five minutes from each other in different terminals. We wouldn't have run into each other. I don't even like him that much, but he's you know. He's, we, we, we were both back in the country. So. Would you have gone out of your way to avoid him had you seen him in the terminal? Yeah, absolutely. I would have been okay. like, oh, there's Baxter. We're out. Let's move. Let's let's move quickly. I don't want to I don't want to talk to him face to face. It's enough. I have to see him at games. That's not true. I actually like Kevin. Yeah. I might be the only one, but yeah. I, uh, I, would, I would like to say I don't think I said the Seattle game will kick off at 608 p.m. So again, not a long lead on that. Make sure you're in the stadium whenever it comes. I'll remind you as we go. We have a Monday show. We have a Thursday show. Lots of stuff. So that's where we're at. All right. Are you good, good, Larry? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on again. And again, welcome back to Southern California 
and welcome back to your podcast. We missed you. Uh, I'm glad. I almost forgot how to do this, and apparently my my mic will just cut out in the middle of stuff too. So I don't know. Whatever's going on is going on. We'll figure out eventually. Maybe I'll even hit the wrong button whenever we we, we get out of here. So especially all right. when I'm on the show. Absolutely. All right. If you're looking for Mr. Larry Morgan on Twitter, please head on over to nowhere because he's not on Twitter. Everybody knows that. That's a joke that we play every time he's not there. He stalks Twitter. He knows what goes on with Twitter, but he's not on Twitter. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where you can find Larry's writing and all that fun stuff. So uh, please head over there and check it out. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com, videos, podcasts, articles by the lovely the wonderful Mr. Larry Morgan. You can find it right there as well. So please go check it out, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Thanks for taking a little vacation with us. And thanks for coming back once again. For Mr. Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.